I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Just because someone has a potential to be great doesn't mean they will actually become great. Work on your game. 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 Approaching the game aggressively with that aggression, with that confidence to dominate a game. Dre Baldwin, DreAllDay.com. Work on your game. All my coaching programs are now open at workonyourgameuniversity.com. We have the self-directed learning where you can get access to 37 plus courses. That's over 2,800 lessons that I have created over the years. You can take them at your own pace and you get lifetime access to all of them. That's one level. The next level is the group coaching programs. I have the Bulletproof Mindset program and the Branding and Business program where you get live Zoom calls with me where I do a training and an open Q&A and you get the community access, member-only community where you can make those connections and build relationships with other people who are on the same journey as you and are like-minded individuals that are just as serious as you are about working on your game. Third level is the third day mastermind. That is the only place that I offer one-on-one coaching that is for high level professionals and entrepreneurs who want the personalized direct attention straight from me, not part of a group, but working with me one-on-one. All three levels, you can get access, you can get all details and you can get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's workonyourgameuniversity.com. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence, put yourself out there boldly and authentically in the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, techniques, all under one umbrella, one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is head, hands, and heart. This is a three-part, three elements that I heard someone mention. I don't even remember who it was that said this, but I was talking to someone in a conversation. I think it was a guy whose background is in the military, as a matter of fact, who said this to me, but I'm not sure. So I'm not going to quote anybody for this one, but I do remember writing it down. Whenever I hear a good phrase or a good idea or something I think will be useful to share with my audience, I go ahead and write it down. And sometimes I don't even know where I got it from and I don't remember. So I do not remember on this one. So I'm borrowing this one from whoever said that to me. And we're going to make a whole episode out of it. So these are three elements that you're going to need to be useful. (laughs) If you want to be useful to another person, you're going to need all three of these. If you are evaluating another person for their usefulness to you or to your organization or to your team, you're going to need to evaluate them for all three. And we're going to dive into all three here today. And as I said, when I hear a good idea or a good framework, or even if it's not said as a framework, it's just said as a statement. And then I automatically mentally, my mind just goes straight into, is there a framework that can be made out of that? Then I go ahead and I just write it down. Then I figure out the framework later, which is exactly what happened with this one here. So we're going to go into all three of these elements, as I said. Now, before we do that, let me tell you that I send out a daily motivation text message every morning that I want you to receive. Now, if you need to do something to get it, you need to text me at my number. My text number is 305-384-6894. 
Once you're in there, you're confirmed. You'll get the daily motivation every day and you can respond to those texts you can ask questions. That is me responding to those text messages is not an assistant and is not a bot replying on my behalf. That is me replying. So you are texting directly with me. Number again, 305-384-6894. So let's get into these three elements, head, hands, and heart. Point number one, let's talk about head. Head means mentality. What is this person's mindset? What is this person's mental makeup? What is your mentality and mental makeup? And how consistent is it? Can we depend on this person's mentality? Now, the work on your game philosophy believes that mindset is the foundation of all success and is the foundation of all failure. Every person you know who is a failure, mindset has played a role in that failure. And every person who is a success, mindset plays a huge role, a foundational role in that success. Also in people's failure, people who are failures in life, mindset played a role in that failure. Now, it doesn't mean that they didn't do anything and there aren't any physical resources and physical capabilities involved, but mindset is the foundation of it. If your mind is not in the right space, it doesn't matter what physical resources you have, what tools you have at your disposal, or how even how good you are at what you do. Because when your mind's not in the right space, you won't be able to access all your abilities. You will not be able to bring them forth and use them in a tangible way when your mind is in, not in the right space. That's why mindset is so important. And also, when it comes to mindset, or this one we're talking head metaphorically, is do you understand? Yeah, can this person process what's going to be thrown at them? This is why any of you who follows football, you know, when a quarterback, for example, is being evaluated in football. They do this with all positions, but quarterback's the most important one because the quarterback in football has to know everything that's going on. They need to know everything the other team is doing on defense. They know everything that their team is doing on offense and every role of every player on the field on offense so just so they can direct traffic and tell everybody what to do on every single play of the game. Football teams do deep mental evaluations on any player that they are considering for the position of quarterback because of how much processing a quarterback needs to do every single game, every single play, as a matter of fact, over the course of a season and over the course of a career. And if a team decides that a certain quarterback prospect doesn't have the mental processing skill to do all the processing necessary to succeed at the NFL level, that team will pass on that quarterback, even if that individual has a lot of physical ability, or maybe they'll take them and then ask them to play a different position. But the thing is, that processing ability is really important. So when we talk mental here, I'm not just talking about mindset, like being disciplined and confident and mentally tough, but also mindset in, can you actually process what we're going to throw at you? We're going to throw a lot of information at you. It's going to be a lot of numbers. It's going to be a lot of calculations. It's going to be a lot of snap decisions that you may have to make. You're going to have to think on your feet and be on your toes at all times. Are you capable of doing that? Someone, when someone is evaluating you and thinking about working with you, I don't care if it's a venture capital firm thinking about giving you money. If it's a job thinking about hiring you, if it's a football team thinking about signing you, people want to know, can this person process at the level and at the speed that we're going to need them to process? So it's also your ability to think, your ability to make decisions, your ability to look at situations and you know, on your feet decide, what am I going to do here? Make executive decisions right there in that moment, as well as your mentality, as far as like your overall mindset, mental toughness, confidence and discipline. Does this person have the mental capacity to take in what I'm going to teach? Can they think on their feet and make smart decisions in a moment based on what you will need them to do? And these are some some of these things are things that you can evaluate in a person, even in the, the onboarding hiring process. I remember when I had my sister Latoya Baldwin-Clark here on the show 
a few years ago. It was episode 721. So this was, what was that, damn near four years ago? And she talked about how when she got out of college, her first, the first job that she had, I think she said it was her first job, she was working as an investment banker. Now, she had a degree from an Ivy League school, but I asked her when she got the job as an investment banker, did they expect her to know certain things because of her college degree? Because the degree is part of what helped her get the job, right? That's why we go to school so we can get a job, right? And she said, no. She said that when she got hired as an investment banker, they trained her from the ground up as if she knew absolutely nothing. So I guess the college degree is just proof that you can learn things because she did have the degree, but they still trained her as if she didn't know anything. And I would bet that in the investment banking world, in, w- in which I have zero experience, but I would bet that when they're training people in that world, if they notice that you as the, the new employee don't have the capacity to really pick up on the things that they're teaching you quick enough, that they might fire you before you even get the job. They might say, you know what, you're probably not going to make it here because you can't even pick up on the training materials. No way you're going to be able to do it when we throw you into the fire in the actual real job. So that processing speed, that is part of the mental as well. It's part of the, the head part metaphorically that I'm talking about here. Can you think on your feet, make smart decisions in a moment based on what is going to be needed? How will you handle? This is also part of the mindset. How will you handle uncertainty? How will you handle being challenged? How will you handle not knowing what to do? And what will you do in those moments? These are all things that you, as an evaluator of people, right, we talked about judging character episodes 1993 through 1995. How will somebody handle not knowing what to do. What will they do in that moment? Well, they do absolutely nothing because I've seen people do this. You put them in a position where, for example, in training, as I like to say all the time, the real real life alters the lab test. So sometimes in training or in practice, not sometimes, but all the time in training and practice, the environment is controlled. We know exactly what's going to happen, exactly what to expect, and we can kind of be ready for it. And we can get really good at doing what we do in practice, no, this theoretical environment. But then when you get into the real life environment of what you're doing, I don't care. We're talking about sports, business, dating, a conversation, professional speaking, anything that you do, sales presentations, something's going to get thrown at you that you were not prepared for. Maybe something that you didn't see coming or something that maybe you thought it was coming. You had an idea it might come, but you didn't know when it was coming or how it would come and in what way it would be presented. Now it just got thrown in your face. What are you going to do in that moment? How are you going to handle it? And part of the evaluation that you should be doing of other people, evaluation you should do of yourself and evaluation that other people will do of you is trying to gauge exactly the answer to that question. What is this person going to do when we throw something at them that they didn't see before? What are they going to do when something happens out there in the field that we did not cover in practice, that we did not cover in training? Because it is guaranteed that this is going to happen. Now, the question is, what are, you, are you going to be able to handle it or are you going to curl up in a ball and do nothing? Are you going to say, well, nobody told me what to do, so I did nothing at all? Are you going to make an executive decision that ends up being right? You're going to make a decision that's wrong. What are you going to do in that moment? That's something that people try to figure out. You can't predict. You don't know. You try to predict the future as best you can. But people want to know this about you before they throw you out there, especially if you're representing them in an organization or on a team or you're making a sales presentation or anything like that. So these are all judgment calls that you, when you're evaluating other people, you need to make. And other people are making these about you as well. And observations you will make if and when somebody gets involved with you. So you need to know what's in their head and if they are capable of adding more. Does does this person have a capacity of learning more than what they already know? And this is a big thing in the sports world, especially when athletes get drafted in professional sports. They're not getting drafted based on what they did in the past. I mean, what they did in the past is part of why they got drafted. But the main reason they're getting drafted is because of a team's assumption of their potential for future growth. All right. The reason why. 
a player gets drafted into the NBA, yes, you showed that you were good in high school or in college or in the G League or overseas, wherever you were playing. But the main thing that we're drafting you for is because we think you can get a lot better. All right, that's why we're investing in you now, because who you are right now is not going to go dominate the league. You might be good, but you're not going to dominate the league with the skill you have now. We think you have the capacity of getting a lot better. That's the gamble that anyone's making when they invest in when they invest in any person, even when they invest in the thing, venture capital world. We're investing in the fact that we think this has the potential to be great. And sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. Point number two. Today's topic, we're talking head, hands and hearts. Three elements you want to evaluate yourself and others for and others will be evaluating you for. Number two is the hands. Hands means your skill set. What is this person capable of actually doing? What can this person do? What abilities do they have? What skills do they bring to the table? Can this person do the job that we need them to do? Or we're hiring you for a, a secretary job. Can you type? Or I'm hiring you to, to take notes. Or can I dictate a letter to you and you actually write down what I said? I'm hiring you to be a salesperson. Can you actually knock on doors and make sales? I'm hiring you to play basketball. Can you make an open jump shot? Can you make a free throw? Can you make a layup? What is this person's skill set? And as I just talked about in point number one, does this person have the capacity to add more skill? Do they have the potential to get better than what they are right now? And, or not and, but or, are they at full capacity already? This is something, again, is a judgment call because you never really know. You can't predict if a person is going to get better. You can look at someone and say they had a potential to be great. Just because someone has a potential to be great doesn't mean they will actually become great. Can we agree? And you can look at someone and say, well, I think they have pretty much maxed out on who they are. And just because you say that and you think it, even if you're an expert, doesn't mean that you're right. The person could show you something that you didn't think they had later on down the line. So this is a little bit of a gamble that you're making here, but you want to try to make as educated a guess as you possibly can. Is this person at their capacity already or do they have the capacity to get better? What job can you give someone right now today that they can do really well? And what jobs would they be capable of taking on if you wanted to give them more? All right. This person, can they take on more than what they have now? And actually, could they do what could they do right now where they are? Do they have the capacity and the ability to actually do something right now? In the professional sports world, I told the story a few weeks ago of Kevin Garnett, who is a, a retired pro basketball player, Hall of Famer now. He just went into the Hall of Fame in the same class as Kobe Bryant and Tim Duncan this past year. And Kevin Garnett, when he was in high school, he was thinking about possibly skipping college and going straight to the NBA. Because at the time, he was trying to make sure he qualified to play in college. Because if he didn't qualify academically, then he wouldn't have been able to play his first year. And, and therefore, he was just going to take the NBA route because he didn't feel like he had another choice. But he ended up qualifying. And what Kevin Garnett, he told this story in his book, was that he was playing pickup basketball with some guys who were in the NBA and some NBA scouts and people who knew their new things about the NBA were watching this pickup game. And they saw Kevin Garnett play. And some people pulled him aside and said, listen, with the skill set that you have right now, young man, you can play in the NBA today. You can play in the NBA right now. And Kevin Garnett relayed that story that when people told him that, it started to put in his mind that, you know what, maybe I can do this high school to the NBA thing because it had been years. It had been over a decade since anyone had done it before Kevin Garnett did it. He did it in 1995. Then the following year, you got Kobe Bryant. Year after that, you got Tracy McGrady. Then in future years, you got other guys like LeBron, et cetera. But nobody had done it for a while before Kevin Garnett did it. So people were looking at it and wondering, oh, is this guy even going to be able to do it? They weren't sure, but he was sure because he heard from some people who told him, look, with the skill set you have today, this is what we're talking about hands, you are capable of performing in the league right now. And because he was young, 
the gauge was, the big gamble was, he has the potential to get even better. But this also applies to the mindset, because if someone doesn't have a mindset to do the work, then even if they had a potential, it doesn't mean they're actually going to do it. So you got to put all of this stuff together. And we didn't get to the third point yet. So this is what sports teams are always asking themselves when they draft a player. How much better can this player get or how close to their ceiling is this player already at? And if they are close to their ceiling, is that good enough? Remember uh, an agent that I had when I was in Germany, he was telling me about because he had a few clients who were playing in Germany and a few guys that I knew, American players. And I remember one day I was talking to the agent, just me and him, and he was discussing one of his other clients, a guy that we both knew. And one of the things that he said to me, this agent, was that, well, look, Dre, some teams may be interested in picking you up because they believe because of your age that you have the capacity to get better. that You can actually improve from the player that you are today. You can get better you know, when you're on the right team and put into a certain role. Whereas other guys, and he referred to one of his other clients who was a little bit older than me, and he was just a certain type of player. He said, well, this guy, you know, he just is who he is at this point. All right, whatever, whatever he does, that's pretty much what you're going to get from this guy. But people might be looking at you as someone who might be able to get better moving into the future. And I actually agree with his assessment. The player he was talking about, I think, was pretty much who he was. And I also believe I had the ability to get better because I was always working on my game and improving. So this part is the hands. All right, how much better can this person get and how good are they right now if they don't get better? Point number three, today's topic, we're talking heart, hands, and no, head, hands, and heart. Three elements needed to evaluate a person and evaluate where they could possibly go, and how they could help you or not. This third one is heart. Heart is about a person's spirit, their energy, passion, their courage. How much, do they, how much of each do they have? What would this person do first time that they get challenged? Or how do they deal with setbacks? How will they deal with failure? How will they deal with someone telling them no? How will they deal with things not working in their favor? How does this person handle it or how will they handle it when they're admonished, when they fail publicly or when they realize that the job that they signed up for is a lot more work than they originally thought it was? This is all part of heart. So you think of someone, again, like Kevin Garnett. People saw him playing and said, all right, this guy has the physical capabilities, that's the hands are playing in the NBA right now, but they also wanted to know, all right, what's in this guy's head? All right, is he a head case? Is he the type of person who somebody challenges him, he's going to go get into the NBA and get in fights? Is he the type of person who's going to go do stupid stuff off the court and be a headache for the team? Is he, is he mature enough to deal with having a whole bunch of money and being 18 or 19 years old and having a whole bunch of time on his hands in between practices and games? Is he going to do anything stupid, again, away from the court, outside of the game that messes up our investment? That was the head part. Now, they understood the hands part. Then they also need to know the heart. All right. Does this person have the energy? This kid had the energy to go from playing 30 games a year in high school, where the games are like 32 minutes, to playing 82 games a year in the NBA, where the games are 48 minutes. And you're playing against the best players in the world, grown men, where you were used to playing against kids who you could easily just overpower because you had more athletic ability than them. How is he going to respond to that challenge? Kobe Bryant talked about that when he came into the NBA. He said, it's sink or swim, baby. Sink or swim. You're either going to make it or you're not. But one of the big aspects of whether players make it, and this is something that sports teams are always evaluating when they drive players. They want to know how much heart do you have? How much passion do you have for the game? Because it's not always going to be easy. How much energy do you have for the game? Because you're going from playing 30 games a year at 32 minutes to 82 games at 48 minutes. That's more than triple the workload. Your workload is tripling in the skill level of the players you're playing against is like 10 times more. How are you going to respond to that? If you have no heart, 
you don't have courage, passion, energy, and spirit for the game, you're not going to make it. No matter how much talent you have physically, even if you think mentally you're good enough, everybody usually thinks that they're there. Will you actually have it when it matters? All of these things are part of the heart aspect and every other aspect of life. People want to notice, especially areas where there's going to be challenges like entrepreneurship, like a relationship, like certain jobs that are very challenging. People try to tell you as much as they can. Look, these are the challenges that are going to come up. These are the things that are going to happen. Here's what's going to be asked of you. Here's some times where things are not going to work out. People will try to warn you as much as they can. Here are the things that you're going to run into along the way and try to gauge from you your responses. Are, how are you going to deal with that? How are you going to respond to that? What are you going to do? I'll give you another example from the basketball world. In the 2007 NBA draft, the top two players that were being evaluated for possibly the number one pick were two guys by the name of Greg Oden coming out of Ohio State and this guy named Kevin Durant coming out of the University of Texas. And according to what I've read about that draft is that when teams interviewed Kevin Durant, because only like the top few teams in the draft interviewed Durant because everybody knew he was going either number one or number two in the draft. When they interviewed Kevin Durant and they would just ask him about his competitiveness and you know, what was his, his outlook on going out there and competing and playing basketball, that the answers that Kevin Durant gave really tipped some people off like this kid is going to be special because he's just talked about wanting to compete and wanted to destroy the other team and just wanting to be the best player out there and wanting to do all, you know, all the things that would make him great. Now, of course, there are many people who would say those things and don't actually live up to them. But people said that when they heard Kevin Garnett, not Kevin Garnett, Kevin Durant say these things to go along with his hands, his physical abilities, and he was explaining his mentality and also the heart that he displayed in his performance at college, they said, all right, this guy is he's going to be special, even though this other guy, Greg Oden, he might be special, too, because he was seven feet tall. And you know, people his size with his ability didn't come around that often in the long run. Kevin Durant ended up being a better player. Greg Oden ended up you know, pretty much out of the NBA because he, he just couldn't physically stay healthy. But this heart part, his spirit, the energy, the passion, the courage for the game, a lot of people who I have and you have as well, maybe you haven't looked at it this way, but who have been looked at as, man, this person, it, people were talking about them becoming special and they actually did become special. People notice this heart part. This is the part that you can't really measure, but it's something that you can feel when you're around a person, when they have that kind of energy, that they are, they are something special that is waiting to happen. That's the heart. And this is something, again, you can't measure it. There is no logical, tangible way to say, all right, this person is better than this person in this area. It's just something that you have to go off a of feel with. You have to go off of your gut instinct with. And almost all of the people ended up being special at what they did. Somebody noticed that early. Now, it doesn't mean you can't become special if someone doesn't notice it at first. But the people who do become special, there was someone who noticed it way before everybody else noticed it. I've heard this in books I've read about people like Michael Jordan. Yeah, I already mentioned Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant. I'm just thinking about athletes because I read these books where they talk about them and everybody was saying this stuff way before the rest of the world called on to them. This person has a certain spirit, energy, and passion for what they're doing that other people don't have and then combine that with their abilities that this, this is magic waiting to happen. Now, again, it doesn't always end up that way, but it always gets said when it does end up that way. You follow what I'm saying? So how does this person deal with, as I mentioned earlier, uncertainty? What about when they fail? How are they going to deal with that? Are they going to keep coming back and come back as strong as they showed up the first time? All these are questions you want to answer. So let's recap today's class, which says head, hands, and heart. These are three elements needed for someone to be 
useful, let alone to be good, let alone to be great. Number one, the head is the mentality. Does this person understand the job? Do they have the mental capacity to learn what you're going to teach them? How will they handle being challenged, not knowing what to do? Can they make decisions on the fly in the moment? Number two is the hands. That is your physical, tangible abilities. What capabilities do you have? Can you do the job that we need you to do? Do you have the capacity to get better and take on more jobs moving forward? This is what, again, sports teams are always asking themselves when they draft a player. What potential does this player to get better? And what is their ceiling? How high can they possibly go? Number three is heart. Heart is your spirit, your energy, your passion, your courage. What would this person do the first time they are challenged? How would they handle it when they are admonished, when they fail publicly, when they realize that the job is a lot more work than they originally thought? How would they deal with uncertainty? How do they deal with failure? Again, public failure. How would they deal with these things? That's part of the heart and the spirit. And that's something that you cannot measure. There are no stats for it. But if a person doesn't have that, it doesn't matter how much physical tool they have, how many resources you supply them with, they're not going to keep showing up for the job. It's really all about that is really the third day. This heart, spirit, energy, passion. Once you get the third day mentality down, the first part, that's the head. And then, of course, the hands part, I'm assuming you have some skill. That's why you're doing the job. The heart, the third day becomes more of a heart thing than a head thing once you understand what it is and you start actually enacting it. So you want to get my daily motivation text message every single day. Just text me right now at my number, which is 305-384-6894. And my Bulletproof Mastermind program, also my third day mastermind. That's group coaching and one-on-one, respectively, are both available now. Work on your game, university, and the Bulletproof Mastermind. We have a whole community, members-only community, live calls every single week. Via Zoom, you can access the archive for any call that you have missed in the past. You can post questions, challenges, updates inside of the community and get feedback from everybody within about what you're working on at any given time. Again, as a member only community, it's open to everybody at all times. And in the third day mastermind, it's where you get direct one on one attention. We work specifically on your stuff and your stuff only directly with me. That's all at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get the daily motivation.